promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. People who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden, the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is our normal sort of Christmassy uh, Old Testament text. I had I had a plethora of them to choose from. We, we could have done this one we could have done Isaiah 45, which is this beautiful text uh, uh, talking about the coming of Christ. I, I could have I could have done the first Sunday after Christmas with Isaiah 63. Maybe we still will. I don't know. Maybe this will be Old Testament week uh, showcasing Christ coming because we're going to get all the Christmas story. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But this is the one that we all love, right? This is the one that we want to hear on Christmas. This is one of those things... Um, that I think about. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain, and he's one of these folks. So he just loved food. He didn't really care whether it was white linen, uh, tablecloth type food, or if it was sitting on the bucket on the side of the road in Vietnam. He didn't care. He just enjoyed food. But I remember one of these quotes that I love about him is that he talks about Thanksgiving, and he talks about how. Um, when you go to do thanksgiving with your family your job is not to innovate your job is not to make some brand new recipes your job is to do the old-fashioned ones the ones that everyone's expecting to hold on to because that's what they remember it's what they believe are it's good right it's the same thing with christmas you show up to church and you want to hear the same stories. You want to hear those stories over and over and over again. You want to hear Luke 2. You want to hear Matthew 1. You want to hear Isaiah 9. You want to hear those things that you've heard before in the past. And part of that is because the sinner in us, although we do cling to our sin uh, and, and seek a way to get rid of God, yet we, we crave the promise we do crave the gospel. We do want to be freed from our sin. And so we want to hear those old, old stories. 
because we're reminded of what God is going to do and what God has done. And so Isaiah 9 is one of these things. And so we have these familiar phrases like the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shined. We get that in Matthew chapter 4. Speaking of Christ, walking in the midst of Galilee, walking in the midst of Zebulun and Naphtali, walking in the midst of of a place uh, that is in need of light because the darkness is so dark. And for us, I think that's what we need to cling to as well. It's a beautiful text to read uh, when you live in a place where it's dark for 75% of the day, which is where we were in northern Minnesota just a few months ago. Uh, When we would have winter, it was horrible. My kids would go to school in the dark and come home in the dark, right? Um, But here to, to realize that the darkness is around us in many different ways, not just climatological darkness or meteorological darkness or whatever we want to talk about there, but the darkness of life itself. We see that with burdens of COVID, right? We see it uh, in the, we, we should be seeing it in the lives of our kids, in the lives of our youth. What we're seeing is people getting crushed, their souls crushed. My son talking about how he gets yelled at by teachers if his mask falls below his nose and he gets told that people are going to die if he doesn't keep his mask up. Whether that's true or not, it's crushing the souls of our people to the point that either people are not going to take it seriously or they're going to take it so seriously that they're going to spend the rest of their lives thinking that they're going to kill somebody. And so we need light to shine. We need hope to come. That's what comes here in this text, uh, that, that, that God is talking about how there's this going to be this plenteousness of, of harvest, this plenteousness of, of gifts, that, that uh, the yoke of this burden, of this oppression, of this imprisonment of our sin, but also this imprisonment of life itself is going to be broken. And then we get the text that we need to have every Christmas, right? For to us a child is born to us a son is given. Notice what is happening there. We don't take, we don't give birth to it, but instead a child is born to us, given to us as gift, the Christ child. And the government will be upon his shoulders. How often it is that we try to cling to the government. I was just reading an article this morning talking about how there was hopes for uh, the Biden administration to be able to do so much for people to have confidence in the government to take care of them. Isn't, isn't that how some of us do feel that the government should take care of us? And then there's other, others of us that say, no, I've got other people to take care of me. Well, here he comes and he says, the government, the administration of justice will be upon him and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Wonderful Walk Alongsider, Wonderful Friend Who Listens to Us When We Call, Mighty God, the one who does work. It's not just some nice little king or some politician that's going to save us. We're talking about God here coming as the son born. Everlasting Father, that God himself interjects his way into the world that his sermon puts on flesh of Jesus Christ to come as his word to proclaim peace to us because he is the prince of peace of the increase of his government and of peace 
there will be no end. That's probably one of the most important verses, the beginning of verse 7. That in his peace there will be a no end. That's the work of the gospel, church. The work of the gospel is not to tell you that you're a horrible person. You better get things right to get yourself right with God. No. The gospel is you are right with God. You've been made right with God in Christ. Now trust that. Trust that you need to be made right, but trust that it's been done for you. And that is Christmas. Christ coming, that he might take on that flesh that gets broken in the cross, that flesh that gets that gets gifted to you every Sunday we have communion, put into your hands that you might receive it and devour it. That is the blessing and the mercy of Christ given for you. Then it says that his kingdom will have no end, it will last forever, that even now he sits at the right hand of the Father in glory, that his kingdom has come in him through the forgiveness of sins, through the redemption of our souls. We just have to trust that it's true. Even when all the darkness around us wants to cause us to despise it, to think that it is not. And I've always loved last phrase. I did a whole sermon on that uh, one uh, Sunday, uh, quite a number of years ago, probably three or four years ago. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. That God's jealous for you. That he's zealous for you. And that he's going to accomplish it. He's going to do it. He, like I've said, is the subject of all the verbs and the scriptures. And he is going to do it for you out of his own jealousy and zeal for you. That is the goal. That is the work that God is doing in and amongst you. Even if you don't feel it. Like I said in my sermon on Sunday. You can try and have the Christmas spirit as best you can. But that doesn't mean that... uh, have to do everything you can to have it or else you are done. No. The zeal of the Lord is going to accomplish this thing so that you will be freed. Whether you feel it or not, you have Christ. And that is the hope of glory of Christmas. Let us pray. O God, who has made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light, grant, we beseech thee, that as we have known on earth the mysteries of that light, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.